Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, and meh movies Throughout film history I'm James I'm Cassandra And I'm Matthew And we are joined by a theatre creator And stamp maker Today, <laughs> Ellie Stewart Hello. Welcome. welcome Ellie, hello Ellie Actual hello. friend of the podcast yes. Ellie Stewart yes. that actually listens to this podcast I Which do. we're really happy Big about fan. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys today? Good, good, yeah. yeah. How are you guys all doing? Watch um, some ghosts, yeah. <laughs> going inspired. Just pretty chill day. Pretty, I mean, like things things are going pretty great in the world it's, in the last couple of days. Oh, things have, we've had a bit of an upswing yeah. in world history, and we actually um, haven't checked yeah. in with the audience for quite some time. It's been like it's three, been three weeks because we had um, a bit of a, a we, yeah, recording We did schedule. say that, like, I mean, what else could go wrong with the world? We did lose a beloved Supreme Court justice yeah. in that time. Yes. But on the um, flip side, uh, you know, <laughs> on the flip October side, 3rd. you know, some, something are, happened. Things are going pretty, go, going yeah. slightly better for the world. Oct- perhaps. October third. Yeah. <laughs> mean so girls. We should October. Are we October fourth today? Are we yeah. Yes. But on October third was the big drop. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I I feel about this. I mean, you're subtexting away. <laughs> go say it. <laughs> make it. Thing. Make it text. The thing that people are being having some Schadenfreude fun time with. It reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with the bees. Oh, yeah. I have seen the bees. I thought, the bees okay. I thought when you said Black Mirror episode, I thought you were going to go with a prime minister fucking the pig, but no, you know. No, that already happened but, in the world. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Old news. Yeah, that's, no, that's old news. No, that's where um, a bad guy takes revenge on people who say mean things online. Yes, that's right. right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah. No, I, I have just... seen a few tweets comparing the like Republican fundraisers where everybody got COVID to the Mask of Red Death uh, mm-hmm. by Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. in which the rich people throw a big festive party while everybody else is dying from the plague outside, and then the plague comes to them mm. in the form of the devil. Yeah. My favorite and is reaps their just rewards. In, in the RNC, there's this woman, Kimberly Guilfoyle, and she mm. was like had a very shouty statement: "Things are gonna get better." That's and right, yeah, and, it, and to an empty oh, yes. audience. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now, yeah, 45 is, you know, yeah. positive for COVID. That's what we're getting at. If also, you don't know, I'm yeah. so sorry. Also, yeah, but we missed in all of the drama is uh, we, nobody spent quite enough time talking about the fact that Melania said, fuck Christmas. Yeah, she's like, yeah. fuck putting up Christmas decorations. It was like that same day, like... Oh. And like maybe a, that's a few hours to cover before. that up. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why they announced it. <laughs> well, and, it was leaked. And Cass reminded me she does the most terrible Christmas decorations with yeah. like oh, yeah. black, austere like, black trees. Oh my gosh. Like, Wait, I love it. Just red cones. Did yeah. she like pave like the, the garden or yeah, something? Yeah, she like tore out all of the heritage like trees. Like right. that, you know, Fantastic. It's like honestly so aesthetically aesthetically evil. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's just she's just leaning in. You know, she's coming. I know, really. (laughs) Following an apprentice's footsteps. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's Um. already done that with her speeches, so why not? 
I did spend all of yesterday just like refreshing Twitter for like yeah. new content. So I was like, what are people saying? <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah. the, what's the new things that I can yeah. lean over to James and be like, look at this one? Yeah. 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 Although did... a lot of the time it's like, have you seen this? And it's like, yes, yeah. I Actually, have. You, you spread the news to me because ah. like you had screen capped a tweet, I think, and put it on some other that. And that was, yeah. and that it's, came it's, from I, That came from me. Right. And that came from uh, Anthony Rapp. Oh, great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Glad he's doing better. You know, just tweeted about it. Yeah. I was like, well, Anthony wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And I was right. How are we doing personally? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Had a pretty, you know, chill morning. Just yeah. been reading before you guys all came over to do this. Yeah. This thing. This old. This I've thing that we do. I've gotten back into the library because there are now more. Oh yeah, he's back there. in the library. Back into the yeah. library business. because we have far too many books that we own now, and we are at capacity. And I actually have... we cleared out. We've got like some little slivers in this shelf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I've <laughs> recognised the great value of comic books, uh, oh. which is kind of pop corner, kind of related. So, yeah, so we're should we slide on into pop corner? Pop, pop, pop. How are you first, personally, Matt? Oh, okay. Noticed? Like, I mean, it's springtime, but I also feel like I need like a big like shake up in my life. Like, and like, I just want to upend my life in some way, but there's not nothing to do. Like, even if it's just like a new crush or something, you know, like I've seen everyone in Wellington. <laughs> Like, ugh, I just need a new crush. Like, mm. something like that will be like... I could see James looked over and was like, what's crush? <laughs> With his face. <laughs> but anyway. No, no, I didn't. Uh, that, I was like, watch out. Like, watch out for the news of Blood Rain. Something <laughs> no, wild no, is about no, to go No, I don't know. Just, like, just, just something to, like, liven up my life, you know? Some butterflies. Yeah. It's yeah. springtime. like a horoscope reading. <laughs> like, you'll, you need something new to, to shake up <laughs> I do, though. I feel so bored with my life at the moment, you know? Mm. I've been cycling through the same people for this. <laughs> great, great, that, great that we're a thing spots. to be like, cycled through. Go down to the like bowling club. Go down yeah, yeah. Places Look, you don't just, usually uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get some new people in the rotation. Yeah. It's Earth fine. Yeah, traveled. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, um, yeah. The closest thing I have is like you know audio crushes, and I'm like, who's that in the podcast? Like, <laughs> so who, they, who are your latest audio yeah. crushes? Please. Expand. Oh, I don't know. Okay, let's let's. Let's, this will this will move into the pop corner. We, I think we're already so there. We're already okay, in cool. the pop corner. Um, I guess I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I guess because you asked, um, I did cycle through all of Las Culturistas, my favorite like podcast. So I I started on their sister podcast, um, Seek Treatment. And there's this host called Pat Regan, and he's got, like, a really Muppet voice, but somehow I really care about him. I don't know why. <laughs> I really care about him. Is is a really is a gene such a gentle way to express and affection. I'm, I'm curious of the diction of Muppet voice because there's a whole variety of, of yeah. Muppet which type? Voices. Which Muppet? Yeah, we're talking Kermit. I mean, Fozzie. Yeah, kind of. You know, a little bit of everything. You'll hear it when you when you hear the epi- an episode. A bit what? of everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, I, know, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's like a generic Muppet voice. Like, what about the guy that has like me me me. Like, yeah. is, there, yeah, is there a bit of that? Bit of that, bit of that. Yeah, I mean, it gets me going. One of the great things, uh, activities um, that you can do just in your own life is just to imagine a film and then try to think, like, which person would be the human uh, in that film and then who is the Muppet surrounding? So, like, for Les Miserables. Yeah, yeah. So, like, a Muppet Treasure Island, you have Long John Silver. Um, And so, like, Les Miserables, we've considered... 
Jean Valjean you have as a human and everybody else as Muppets. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for Ghostbusters, Ooh. I don't know. Well, we, that can come. That up. might be a discussion for later on. That's, yeah. that's like, a discussion yeah, for later on. There is definitely a good Muppet version um, of this. What else have we guys? Have so we guys consumed? We, we, we interrupted James' discussion we guys of consumed? comic books. Yeah, yeah so um, there is a great comic book series called Fables, which I would highly recommend. It like kind of combines all of the fables and, and life together um, so that they like get like there's this like great overthrow and they're ending up living in New York City and it's such a long, sprawling kind of tale. And uh, I've read it out of order. So uh, you get this thing where suddenly like the big bad wolf is like dead, destroyed by shards of glass and then old Prince Charming has like killed him and he has no heart and they're doing an autopsy. It's really weird. It's really grisly. Um, highly Sounds recommend it. Hot. Yeah, you know, it's 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 saucy. Um, and there's a, uh, a great uh, comic book series uh, writer called Ed Brubaker who makes like really dark um, crime gritty stories. I'm reading one of his Fatal at the moment, um, leaning into that like big film noir kind of thing. Yeah, he's so, got like a stack on his shelf. No, that's the great and thing. And it caught my eye. You can just get out the whole series in those limited runs. So yeah, yeah comics, they're, they're a thing. They're fun. Awesome. They are a thing. Um, I've got a couple of things to bring to the pop corner today. Go, um, go. So firstly, uh, I wanted to a shout out to Abby Howells, uh, you know, friend of us and podcast, hopefully, <laughs> um, who <laughs> recommended watching uh, Encore, right. the TV show, uh, which is um, on Disney Plus, which uh, I have just been using my dad's login to access. Oh, no. yeah. Um, and yeah, is basically the premise of this reality TV show is that high school groups that performed a musical at some point in their high school career have now come back together to do it again, basically, with a Broadway director and oh, choreographer. Oh, it's like reality. So it's like a reality cool. TV show where it's like they've got about five days to get back together and redo this show. Uh, and sounds like a nightmare. It is. It's, 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 it's very, very funny. There's yeah. some really, really sweet moments. There's some really, like, hilarious moments. There's, like, oh, so many good episodes. We both recently watched. I've been sort of getting James to watch this as well. I binged it all while he was away for the weekend a couple of weeks, weekends ago. And I introduced it to my parents and yeah. uh, got them onto it. So it's a great thing to watch with parents. Um, but there's a, there's a really good one, which is the Anything Goes episode, which is the original production was back in the 70s. Right. So all of the cast members are now in their 60s. And the thing is, all of them are like incredible singers. They're like really, really talented singers. But they're also, you know, people in their 60s that haven't done theatre for many decades, most of them. Um, and they cannot remember their lines for the life of them. So it is, they have to just, the, the, the show that they put on by the end of it is these beautiful songs interrupted by just like, well, I think I say something here. That's great. <laughs> and it's just great to watch. And all of you also have cameras on all of their family members watching them throughout. And you can see the, they're like, grandkids and their kids that are all getting really excited to watch them mm. um but yeah there's just some really there's some really heartwarming stuff there's also some like very like kind of cringy bits yeah with, like crushes people that come back that, you know have like yeah. i was i was in the chorus but this time i'm gonna play the lead Love role that. and you're like i don't think that's the premise of the show but i guess you can do that if you want you if can i challenge. was that person i'd bring the same <laughs> energy i'm not gonna be in the background yeah yeah. Um, I've tried to watch this, but I don't have DP, so, so you know. So you gotta, you got to get on that. Christy, thank you for the <laughs> um, login to your DP. <laughs> um, yeah, so would recommend. Um, the second thing that I have to offer to the table today is uh, the game Pendragon, which came out last week, um, which I've been playing, uh, which is by Inkle, which is one of my favourite game production companies. They do really awesome narrative storytelling games. And this is a sort of King Arthur kind of mm. world that's sort of set at the end of the, the round table um, 
and the final confrontation between Arthur and Mordred. Uh, and it's basically, uh, it's kind of a turn-based strategy game. So you're playing it um, and your character basically has to cross across a board um, and do different attacks and various different things. But the way that their games work is like each click you make affects the storytelling of this narrative and so you meet different characters oh, intricate. sometimes you you know you could fight them or you could like get them to ally with you and join you on their quest um mm-hmm. there's lots of various different like um yeah characters that you can meet if you go to different places and you don't know any of these things as you make the decisions it's all sort of so it can play it. out like several different ways yeah and then your characters gain new abilities based on different storytelling choices they make so like if your character is like ah oh, you know if you're playing as guinevere and you're like i'm going to go to arthur because i still love him then you get a particular move whereas if you right, say like right. i'm gonna go to arthur because like even though i don't i love him anymore then you you have a different playing style I so see, it's I a see, really I really see. cleverly designed game that um, that's combines cool. yeah like the play style with the narrative in like a really interesting way yeah but also like um, a replay value and yeah, the, the entire point like the actual game <laughs> yeah. you play it about it probably takes like about 45 minutes to an hour oh like, nice if you yeah get to the end like, assuming you don't die <laughs> earlier on yeah um so you you play it that the intention is that you play it over and over because it's different every time you play it and you have a completely different experience and so i've played it probably like three or four times like yeah. and it's every time i think i've only beaten the get like actually one once <laughs> but it's still really interesting because you're playing it and you're like oh actually you know you get different people that ally with you and sometimes your main character just dies but it's okay because you've got like Clell, the guy that like joined up from the village is still there and so he can you have to take over and Clell's now leading the charge because your main character like Guinevere and Lancelot are all dead like it's like yeah it's just really interesting design for a narrative game and um, where can we where can we play so this? this is available on Steam and yeah just I think you can get it probably other places as well but Steam is probably the easiest way to access it um, and right. it's on let PC me just go Mac. boil some water and we'll be, we'll be sweet <laughs> Matt <laughs> I'd also like to um, <laughs> shout out um, some local uh, uh, work. Um, the Glitter Garden is on at Circa, and we went and saw it uh, last night, and it is just delightful. Yeah. Um, so has everyone here seen it? I'm going to go next week. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah it go. features amongst yeah lots of lots of various cool people, but uh, particularly for fans of Mixed Bag, friend of the podcast, Lucas Neal, and uh, <laughs> big, big often guest on this show. Yeah. Um, big had, often guest. I was like, trying to work Big out. often guest <laughs> of the show. To the show. I'm the yeah. often guest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Person who's here all the time. Yeah. Uh, has, yeah, is part of the set design team for and the show. And, you know, starring some local drags, in, including season one winner of House of Drags. House of Drags, New Zealand's uh, Hugo Girl. to RuPaul, Hugo Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just delightful seeing it. Like, uh, uh, any, any, all production should have, like, uh, kids uh, in them in the audience um, uh, the 11am shows because I work in the building like I hear them just like screaming through the intercom in terms of the responses <laughs> we went in at a 6.30 night which was a mix of adults and kids but it's like so delightful just hearing them respond and like the way the way kids respond is just so unusual and unexpected and delightful and very sweet sometimes yeah. they just really want to help uh, the characters out and Hugo very, is like, just emotionally engaged yeah and Hugo so experienced in terms of like uh, riffing off whatever the audience give you that it's just such a wonderful playful time and then combining that kind of improv with like super tight choreo great sound and a great set like yeah that's mm. real real pleasing and real exciting and a really important work so 
chat it out. There you go. Okay. I'm just going to run through a few different things that I've seen. Oh, it means three weeks, guys. Like, I've, <laughs> I've done a lot. Just running um, TV-wise, oh, my God, the Emmys happened. Schitt's Creek, Watchmen, and uh, Succession cleaned up. Congratulations. Um, congratulations, Zendaya. Oh, my God, 23 years old. Did you see all the headlines about how her win was an upset? And yeah, like, and people did not, not know <laughs> what an upset people, but the, meant. Yeah, the younger fans did not realize what the term upset means yeah. in the headlines. So they, uh, they were so, like, so they're like they no one's upset. It, they were like being very insulted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the idea that an upset, like yeah. people would be upset. Um, condolences to Sandra O oh, for losing your 69th Emmy, probably. Like, mm. Yeah. Um, I've also seen uh, season one of Unreal, which is, you know, a very me show. But also I hear it goes off the rails. I so only saw season one and I really like yeah, season one, yeah. but I have no... Uh, yeah, no I don't. Well, I could go two. see it, but you know, maybe it's too much of a bad thing. Mm. Who knows? So I'm just <laughs> gonna stop. Um, in terms of movies, I saw um, the most recent Xavier Dolan film. You know, Xavier Dolan is the um, French Canadian enfant terrible. He's like 31 years old and made nine films already, probably. Like maybe. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe seven. Who knows? Around seven, nine. Yeah, who cares? He's thirty-one, <laughs> um, and I think it's a return to form. He, uh, you know, just like kind of blends um, like a melodramatic style with kind of like a more modern approach. And I think his latest film, Matthias and Maxime, uh, is uh, yeah a return to form. Uh, Was he like down and out? struggling like with his films like beforehand no was i mean like, like i didn't like his last last film right it's only the end of the world which starred marion cotillard and others oh. <laughs> um it was too melodramatic for me and that's, uh that's, that's be quite saying a lot that's saying a lot um <laughs> no and like i obviously did not connect with it at all because the main character was called matt um <laughs> To know if that influenced my liking of the thing, but you know, maybe it did. <laughs> um, and on the what else did I do? Uh, YouTube, I found this channel called Name Explain, which awakened uh, a long uh, harbored, uh, I don't know, nomenclature uh, nerdiness in me. <laughs> like, okay, I didn't is it know. Just, I was... is, is this just a channel that explains? <laughs> yeah, is pretty much. It, yeah, with like like cool little graphics. <laughs> so stupid. So is, how long are the videos on this channel? Oh, it depends. So there's sometimes it's like where do names of flowers come from? So oh, okay. Like, it's not just it's, like it's topical. Each video yeah, yeah, is like, yeah. James. James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Um, and, I see. And he explores stuff like you know. You know, are there any Beethovens left in the world? Like, right. you know, who's the last Gandhi? Blah, 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 blah. So stuff like that, which is really nice. Although he cannot pronounce names for shit. It's okay. Closed <laughs> captions like is there. should be one of the, like, key things. Yeah. It's essential to your job as the but, name explainer. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we we have to do what we have to do and, and just, you know, click subscribe and watch the rest of the... Like, I... Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Ellie, have you have seen you any good popcorn? Oh, yeah. uh, mm. uh, well, I'm in a long-running rewatch of Mad Men at the moment. Oh, um, I love. Just, just when it got off Netflix like, as well. Yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime now. So oh, oh what a get. So what a get. It for a bit, nice. Sorry. Love it. Um, and uh, also Parks and Rec. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That's great to jump between those two. It's like a yeah. palette refresher. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and I also recently watched Shrill. 
which oh yes really with fun. with Eddie I've Bryan. Really yeah. good things about that. It's really good, and there's like Love two that. short seasons available. You can do it in like a couple of days, depending on what you're up to. Nice. Um, it's really funny and like um, really feminist and just entertaining, but sweet. And it's like that kind of naturalistic style of um, comedy and writing. But I don't know. It's like both funny and like. You know that kind of dramedy mm. thing. Yeah. Sometimes I think having the jokes and the humor makes them more sort of mm. poignant things, more poignant. And like they just seem good. like real people, and the mm. casting's really cool and cool. Yeah, highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, I just want to say two more things. One, Cass, <laughs> the book that you gave me for Christmas, I finally, oh, for my birthday, sorry. Yeah. All Who Live on Islands, I finally finished and read Very Good. Good, because now I can borrow it from yes, you. Yes, <laughs> by Rose Liu, who is a, a local Wellington writer, um, writing about her experiences as a Chinese New Zealander uh, living in New Zealand, specifically Wellington. Um, and also uh, a bunch of new music came out this week. The Ascension by Sufjan Stevens, not his best. Need a, a couple more listens. I don't want to listen, though. I didn't really feel I, it. I thought if, like, if, for me, like if an album needs a couple more listens, then it's generally just not a thing I'm going to do. Like yeah. I think it either hooks me or it doesn't hook me. But I love Sufjan, yeah. though, so I feel like I should yeah. give him... A, like There's some like bops in the beginning, like the song Video Game, but towards the end, I think, is when it really finds its groove, when you hear America in the Ascent. Um, towards the end, Alicia Keys released a new album, which I actually really love, called Alicia. <laughs> um, and and my favorite new album of this week is from the Fleet Foxes. They um, surprise released an album called Shore, and I didn't love their last album called Crack Up, but I the Fleet Foxes just have like a special place in my heart because uh, they bring me back to when I was 18 years old and felt very indie. Um, in my desal to school where no one else was listening to indie music and I saw them at the Wellington Town Hall RIP I had tickets for that gig but I had Did to you? I had to work and I had to sell oh, them no. I was really oh, sad I, yeah and I was like as soon as I listened to Shore I was like let me bring back helplessness blues into my consciousness <laughs> and you know you know get folked up anyways let's Should get we move on let's yeah. talk about our feature presentation This uh, was a suggestion of Ellie, our guest, so would you like to introduce this film? Uh, The film we watched is the 2016 revival of Ghostbusters. I like that you called it a revival, like a Broadway theatre show. It is a revival. (laughs) Starring Cade McKinnon, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones and Chris Hemsworth. With, with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got, well, even the end, wasn't it? He did get the end. Yeah. So yeah. what made you want to bring this one to the podcast? Oh, well, when um, I saw Ghostbusters in the movies, I loved it so much. Like, it was like a life-changing film for me. And I had, like, sorted out, not as a fan of the original Ghostbusters mm. in any way, um, but for, like, it's cool, it's, like... Yeah, remaking stuff, and it's like, why can't we get new movies? But it was the fact that they were casting women, and I thought that was really cool. Mm. And also because there was so much opposition to it. There was so much misogynistic opposition to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which we can get into. But, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I've got to see this. Like, I want to, you know, support it. And I just loved it so much. I saw it two more times Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, at the movies. And, um, yeah, there's a particular moment in it that just, like, I had never, ever seen before. And, um, 
Yeah, I could. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to talk about yeah, what that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. um, yeah, so next. I saw this movie with Ellie. Uh, <laughs> Did we see yeah, it? Yeah, we saw it on one of your rewatches. <gasps> oh. um, yeah, so that's my only previous experience with this, but I mean, I'd also been, you know, on the internet and had seen that yeah. there was this big backlash that was generally fueled yeah. by like gross dudes. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think at the time I didn't have like, oh, this is my new favorite film kind of thing, but I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and so, but I have not rewatched it um, until today. Though, as we will discuss, uh, the version that we have just rewatched is slightly different to the version that we saw yeah, in the Yeah, we cinemas. saw the extended version. Yes, mm. the extended cut, which I was not aware was a thing. Um, and but we will discuss. We will discuss <laughs> what the changes are. I did a little bit of Googling and research to work out exactly what those changes are because there are a few different things that we were looking at being like, this yeah. is not something I remember Don't at you all. ever say we don't do work for you on this <laughs> podcast. so much research. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this in 2016 as well. I enjoyed it in general. Um, but yeah, I was like really keen to see if it holds up, if, you know, it didn't leave like a lasting impression on me. So I was like, we'll see with, with a bit of time and, you know, the presidency playing out. We'll yeah, see. How, we'll how see how we go. you are yeah, yeah. at this point in your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was interesting to watch this and we'll see what our thoughts are in general in a bit. Yeah, um, my history with it, um, I guess, yeah, I, I also had a history with the original kind of Ghostbusters. Oh, yes, big, of like, course, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also good to talk, talk about yeah. I don't think I've seen it. I can't right. remember if I have. I, yeah. I think I, I know enough of the I bits have, that happened yeah, in subsequent. I have definitely online. seen it a few times when I was a kid, but I have not seen it in maybe like... Fifteen years. It's so long. I've definitely seen clips from it, or yeah. like just the so so many aspects of it are like so big and important in the cultural mindset. Like yeah. you know, people have there are yeah. these big iconic images from it, but I don't think I've actually seen the film. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like yeah for us like a big film kind of uh, that we watched a fair bit kind of growing up. Um, and it still like holds up. It's still like an interesting kind of um, film to go back and watch. I don't remember the second one. Uh, I is, don't remember it's the cool second imagery. one either. It's yeah. just like the Max von Sydow like looking dude. I don't yeah. think it actually is him in the portrait. Um, and then uh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, when it came out, I think you were going with Ellie. So I think I just saw it by myself. I don't Which know. Was sad. Yeah. No, that's no true. I'm kidding. Let's normalize going to exactly. the movies by yourself. Yeah. Fuck you, yes, man. Going to the movies by yourself is perfectly cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, talk to other people? You're not supposed to do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw Mamma Mia 2 by myself. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. I feel like going to film festival films have conditioned me to be okay with, yeah. with yeah. going to the cinema by myself. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, liking it. Um, yeah, a fair bit. And uh, yeah, it was interesting going back and rewatching it because along with the extended cut, mm. um, there were sections that definitely were in the film that I just straight up didn't remember as well, which will be, yeah, really interesting to get into. Well, from the extended cut to the limited cut right here. <laughs> All right, it's time for our regular segment, Movie in a Minute, uh, in which one of our hosts, one of your hosts, the hosts. I or our guests. <laughs> Sometimes they do it. Occasionally guests if they volunteer. <laughs> so Ellie, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, actually. Uh, let's summarise the plot of the film in one minute. Uh, so I'm going to do that this week. In three, two, one. So Kristen Wiig is a professor of physics at Columbia University who, in her past, wrote a book with Melissa McCarthy about how ghosts are real and she's tried to shun it from her past, but it suddenly resurfaces on Amazon and she's uh, denied tenure because of her association with this book. She comes back uh, and uh, meets up with Melissa McCarthy, comes to confront her about the book and meets her and uh, Kate McKinnon's character, 
who's another crazy cool scientist who are working at kind of like a lab thing, they team up together and, and they end up investigating this haunted house and realising that ghosts are actually seconds. real. The science that they had discovered in their book when they were young has actually been proven to be true. So then they have to start discovering this ghost stuff. They also turn up with Leslie Jones, who was an MTA employee at the subway, because she also has an encounter with a ghost. And then they also get uh, Chris Hemsworth to be their dumb himbo secretary. <laughs> uh, then all of these four are teaming up to work against the ghosts, which are popping up all over New York City. And there is this crazy guy who has decided seconds. to use the ley lines to ghostly power structures throughout the city to create this huge big ghost apocalypse and he does so but then they defeat him at the last minute using their big sort of technology rays that can be made yes yeah well done pretty much it I feel like I focus mostly on the characters because I think for me that's probably the main focus of this film there's no wrong way to do a movie in a minute as ah, I have proved many it, times, proved all of my perfect movie in a minute. He's done it, yes. <laughs> um, so should we jump into some stuff we like? Yeah. Some, some bottles in the I next mean, bag. <laughs> I mean, as is tradition, we talk about our oh, yes. most visually pleasing person. Our MVP of the oh. film. I mean... So there are there are limited options, I think, but some Kate. clear options here. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I think Kate McKinnon or Chris Hemsworth would yeah. be people's options. Yeah. For me, Kate McKinnon. It's this Kate. Is, this is Kate's, like, not only is Kate generally just a very, like, sexy, awesome human, but in this particular role. She yeah, just, like, 100%. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the way she presents it's herself, the attitude, it's the swagger. And also like, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah. Just, the styling in general in the yeah. movie is excellent. Yeah. Everyone looks very good. Um, mm. But yes, Chris is the runner-up, I I, I would say also, just, like, you know... Just the dumb, the dumbness is appealing. And I think th- I do also like that it is a role in which they play up the fact that he's really good looking when in yeah. many different roles he just plays. Uh, he's supposed to just be a guy. A guy. <laughs> just a regular guy. He's always He like... does not look like a, a god from... Um, <laughs> Asgard. Yeah, I was like, Where, oh, Asgard, I see. Yeah. It's nice hearing him doing uh, doing the performance in his Australian accent as well. It is. And the same yeah. with Kate as well, like getting like all Yeah, of her Australian accent is, was impeccable. Accent. Let me finish, <laughs> Jesus. All of the performance choices that she makes are like really big and really theatrical and like a way that... Very specific, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, she's just, she's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I think moving apart from MVP and just going into like stuff we liked about yeah. the the film generally. Like, I think, yeah, the, there's a lot of really interesting character choices made by most of our leads, but particularly, like, I think Kate McKinnon's performance here is, like, very iconic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, just, I love like, The I love moment it. that you talked about, do, should mm. we start with that? Yeah. Oh, well, so that's that's the moment where, um, in the battle scene, when um, Holtzman, like, licks the guns and then, like, just does this, like, it's like 15-second yeah. big long move, right? When that happened, I didn't know, I just... I was just like, my whole body just like. <laughs> I get the same thing. Just dissipated. Yeah. It, I just, I was, like, it was like seeing something, it was like being born or like, it was so like a religious experience. Was it like you watching yourself watch the movie? Like, yeah, it was, it was an out of body, but like just, yeah. and what I sort of uh, have assumed it is, is that I've never seen a character I can sort of see myself being not that like I think I could be as you know yeah. I'm like her that character at all but like just a woman really doing something like that and like maybe that's why men like to watch action because they're like I'm that guy and I feel yeah. amazing when he does that stuff yeah. so, maybe but that's I just couldn't I had never seen that before a woman doing a fight scene like that that was so cool 
and not being sexualized and not it wasn't about yeah. her the way her body looked. Yeah. And I think this is like yeah, it's one of those things which maybe isn't as impactful now because there has been so there have been yeah. quite a few films like big budget blockbusters in recent years that I can think of that have really specifically tried to perhaps use this as a model in fact and mm. how they you know shoot women doing action scenes mm. that you've got like the Wonder Woman stuff there's some stuff in there with yeah. the, like that was one with of the, the Amazonians, Amazons right yeah but then also like I, oh, one yeah. of the things I really loved about Birds of Prey was the way uh, that they yeah, shot yeah, all of those yeah, action yeah. scenes was so tactile but also like so yeah Brutal. just active yeah they weren't very much like ah oh, like I'm just showing my boobs as I yeah. do tilt this way and yeah like, yeah yeah mm. it's very much like this is how you would actually fight and this is what you yeah. would do the gaze isn't leaving yeah. 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 Um, Holtzman is Kate McKinnon's character, just to oh, yeah, clear Holtzman. that up. By the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm like, I'm not generally great with no, like, no, remembering it's, it's, names it's of fine. characters, but no, I it's cause, just because yeah. um, Ellie mentioned Holtzman. And <laughs> no, I was I like, should, just I to clarify. Yeah. As a fan, I do know the form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all good. We we um, kind of <laughs> we like, we go in and out. Who cares? If we know the actor or not. Holtzman is, and she goes by Holtzman. I think her name is Jillian. Yeah. Which yeah. feels like a Gillian Anderson reference. Oddly, I felt. This, oh, um, <laughs> true. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's like I could never, I could not, you know, name myself as a card-carrying member of the Rainbow community in any way, but I would marry Kate. Homeless woman. You'd have to fight off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. totally. But like, yeah, but she's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. Oh, did you guys know that she dated Barry Weiss? Who is like this, like kind of hmm. neoliberal kind of? <laughs> I don't of, know about that choice. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's been a long time. Ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's like a neoliberal kind like, of centrist. She's doing a lot of oh, she's commentator. She. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I was she, like, she's kind of she, she some pretty. She's some pretty bad from takes. from the New York Times. Some yeah, pretty bad takes really? in her column. Oh, cool. Uh, hey. So yeah, that was interesting Yikes for Kate. her. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that choice of yours. Around like in a couple of years, I don't know what she's up to. She's still on SNL. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Probably her last season. And she did a couple of very average movies, I think. Like, yeah, I thought, what has in, she been in? She was in that... Um, that Christmas... Christmas... Christmas Office, oh, Christmas Party. office yeah. Party. I think she was in the Scarlett Johansson movie Rough Night, where they were all like... Oh, yeah, in yeah, the, that's um, right. In yes. yes. the Hens Night. In that I one? think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Her natural Australian, <laughs> as we all know. And she's um, with uh, Mila Kunis, the spy who dumped me. That's the one Oh, yes. And she was in Bombshell. Which I've not That's seen, right. yeah. but not, I definitely I that, remember this is from the, the big trailer. litany of films. I've yeah. well, I mean, seen. there aren't many roles for actors like her, right? Like she's yeah. she has the specific thing. But I'm I'm surprised she hasn't been given like a vehicle, you know? Like yeah. that's all Off herself. The back of this. Like, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Like, thought, but this film, as we may discuss, did not do that well, right? This no, is the that's thing, right. Is that it yeah. was technically a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's still a big enough name to like get her own mm. vehicle. Maybe when she finishes up with SNL, I think this is going to yeah. be her last season. Yeah. Um. So you know, yeah. more power to you, Kate. We and keep watching you. Keep that rainbow flag high, <laughs> flying high. <laughs> I just I completely agree about that that scene as well mm. because like like the whole film just suddenly like supports her as well in terms yeah. of that music it just starts like thudding out yeah. and like they do these like wild shots where she's like slinging underneath ghosts and like zapping them with the laser like yeah I got shivers during yeah. this and like yeah. I like weirdly want to cry for just just that moment where I'm like oh my god I'm <laughs> so suddenly emotional and yeah I cry at the dumbest thing so like I know. honestly <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I think like in terms of all of the characters, like there was definitely a like clear fan favorite yeah. for Bosman. Yeah. Like I think she sort of has the strongest. I think it's also just like all of her like Kate McKinnon's choices that she does for how to deliver lines. Like and yeah. we talk about like which things are written lines, or which things are imp- feel like improvs in this film because that's yeah. definitely. There's a lot of stuff that feels like it might be improvised, but yeah. obviously we don't know until we have the shooting script. Um, but yeah, there, there were just some really like left field and like original and offbeat choices but that she makes that I think make it so iconic, uh, which just, really contribute to her yeah. being more than just like a, a Dot Brown type sort yeah. of like yeah. crazy scientist that we've seen in other films. Like she does it, she does crazy scientist a very individual way, which is really cool. That's a big part of it is that yeah. like we're getting a film with four female leads. They're not like the mother or the wife or the, or the yeah, no, they're just the, themselves. The whatever, yeah, like the slut. Like you know, they're they're just four characters. There are a few jokes I'm like, oh, ugh, did you have yeah. to do that? <laughs> yeah. um, like the womany jokes, but like you get these four different characters who are like different personalities. They're not yeah. just like, you know, and that's kind of unusual. And another mm. big And there is like really film. very little tension between them. There's no like manufactured tension yeah. between yeah. the women. I think there, there's like... I think they maybe need some more tension in some bits. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah they, they have like an ongoing sort of thing of like the Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy's characters. Yeah. They've got this long history and then they yeah. were, dro- were driven apart because of, you know, society not mm. believing in their, yeah. their interesting ghosts and then they come back together. Yeah. Um, but, but it wasn't about a man, yeah. you know. It wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't. Big delta. Yeah. I really like, yeah. It's, it's, I like, like, it's like a divorce narrative for yeah. them and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I, re- I feel like I remember um, the Kate McKinnon's character being gay. I think she just plays it so gay. Yeah. Yeah. That we, she's not. But I don't think but it's ever in there. As well. No, I it's, think it's, I it's, it's ambiguous because like, yeah. I don't know. Mainstream studios yeah. being terrified of things yeah. like But that. I'm also like, I don't know, but I, I think I would be more annoyed that they didn't make that canonical if they'd like really gone super hard with like the romance stuff but like they don't really yeah they don't really go all they have is Kristen Wiig's character lasting after Kristen yeah. Hemsworth's character which is which isn't even in the kind of a funny part. bit to be fair which is like yeah as a, oh, as a oh sorry no I thought yeah. you meant her boyfriend which is oh, like boyfriend. completely no, cut out yeah. Justin um, T. But like, did yeah, not like Melissa McCarthy's character doesn't have any no like, we so don't Leslie Jones's character yeah. doesn't have any like romantic yeah interest yeah. in anybody either and so it's, it's not, not important yeah, like, it doesn't not, feel like it's like a, a, a weird omission that yeah. they haven't yeah well exactly mm. um, I do think that um, uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy are like playing slightly more like functional roles for the story so they don't mm. get the opportunity yeah, they're to the be leads, as so. funny yeah, being I feel the like Melissa McCarthy gets some good bits just yeah. as like, I, it was and quite, I do like that her character is so self-confident like yeah. I think that's mm. a really I mean that's, that's like character. kind of like an yeah. extension of her character <laughs> from Bridesmaids which Broke her out. She was extremely self confident mm-hmm. as as Megan, um, and yeah, they have their types, which they always go back to. But I, th- they just play it so well that even if this isn't like the best version of their mm. type of characters, I still really enjoy them. I still really enjoyed Kristen Wiig a lot this time around. Well, that's what's so frustrating about this whole situation. It's like looking at the extended cut. Like you can see like them like. Uh, improvise a little bit more and like yeah. have some fun and like create some gags that like weren't in the theatrical cut because they had to pair it back and tell the story. Some of those extended gags don't work, but like a lot of the time they do. They're just like riffing yeah. and having fun. And it's just and then some of those scripted ones, there's like a lot of scatological humor and stuff like that of mm. like mm. oh it's a oh, poo and stuff like that. Yeah. You're like oh man, you <laughs> it's, the writer's no, cottage. Oh, is poo. Poo. 
you know, it's essentially sometimes it just feels like that, yeah. and you just yeah. wish that the writers could have had like worked on that a little yeah. bit more Absolutely. because like this is such like a dynamite team, and like yeah, it I... looks really cool, mm. and like if there had just been a sequel where it's like okay, cool, that's our first one, now we can really advance on it, and like yeah. you know like this and spend a little bit more time on the script, like. Yeah. It would have been really yeah. cool. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I'd be really interested to know which parts of this were improv and it definitely felt that in a the lot of it version, was. Yeah, like there's there was a moment more right where you can bits. see um, Lizzie Jones break. Just, just break. She breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she breaks. There's also like yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth has a lot of improvs and oh, almost yeah. all of his scenes feel like um, it's just his a iconic very just funny man. Thingy. No, like, he tries. <laughs> he tries. Um, I laughed at how dumb. <laughs> my cat is. Oh yeah, my cat. Yeah. His is, dog Michael had. It felt like it was it was like almost like they had a thing and then they just kept improving and then the girls just were like Okay. I guess we'll just keep yeah. going. Yeah. We're gonna keep yes ending you, but it felt very like in a kind of enjoyable way. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it contributed to his character being so dumb. No, but that's the I like here is one person that's not as good as improv as everyone else yeah. in the yeah. room, but we're gonna keep helping you. We're gonna keep helping you through. But like, also he delivers it so well. But yeah, that, delivers like it, very it kind straight. of just like And so I'm like, you I know, think it who cares? Works. It works. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I think a big, big um advantage of this film is just how dumb it is like I love dumbness as a quality of a comedy like I think dumb comedies are underrated not like dumb dumb like you have to like lower your intelligence dumb but like you know just silly yeah it's very silly yeah and it's like it's it's very illogical. There's lots of yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do they get changed in the car? I don't know. Where like, do they get that from? The franchise, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, there the is a movie. What are these ghosts? Like, we were just talking about, what are, they, what are ghosts? There's no yeah. internal logic to the yeah. ghosts. There <laughs> like, is a, like, a sequence at the end, the big battle scene, where, like, the, the, the Crims, Crims Hemsworth, the Chris Hemsworth <laughs> ghost. The Crimson Worms. Yeah, the Crimson Worms. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the ghost that... Um, possesses him makes like a troop of soldiers just dance to oh, the yeah. Bee Gees mm. and, and it is like, the dumbest it's, it's so stupid and also like I just like the implication being that the Bee Gees suddenly just like came out of a pit in the ground <laughs> yeah. to like music oh yeah where's the ghost Bee Gees that, that would have been just, funny yeah. but yeah. like that, also all that stuff he does is like if you remember the personality of the guy who's the ghost possessing him it does oh, not make sense there's no logic to that yeah. Um, yeah. I also love just like the random news like clips pop up. T- there's a lot of very, so, and we'll talk about the script. So there's a lot of very lazy exposition in this film, and there is a lot of it, which is just the television turns on yeah, and it starts. Their device of choice is a news broadcast. Yeah, it's worse in this cut. This is definitely an inferior film. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I feel cool like cut. it was a lot. T- I think. I mean, obviously, it is tighter because it's you haven't got the 15 minutes in the yeah. theatrical cut. But I think it's yeah. It's also just some of the they've trimmed the improv a little bit. They've just trimmed yeah. some stuff yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. then cut out a couple of subplots and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I think, like, yeah, having some of those in there, maybe it, like, solves a plot hole, but it also, like, like we're saying, this is a film that's, like, plot holes, it's not a logical film. They get fired <laughs> from their jobs at a drop of a hat. And they, yeah, you, know, you like, just, I don't know, like, it, it's not important. Yeah, you have dumb <laughs> jokes, like the head of Columbia saying that Princeton is not prestigious no, enough. Yeah. I feel like they're about the same level. <laughs> like, like the, in terms of the best, the best joke being the mayor and uh, his assistant oh my God, yeah, having so all these the long scenes <laughs> talks about how he, wants, he doesn't <sighs> so want to go good. tandem skydiving. No, yeah, like. I, I love like the little, not the cameos per se, but just like the little supporting role. So Andy Garcia is the mayor and, yeah. and Cecily Strong is his like assistant. Oh my God, I love Cecily. Mm-hmm. Thank God she finally got nominated for an Emmy for her <laughs> Turn in SNL. Mm. Um, she's amazing, but yeah, they were just selling those jokes. Like, 
Yeah. And that it also felt so like dumb. that honestly just felt like they were they told those actors like just be talking about something yeah. until mm. this person comes in. It yeah, does not yeah. feel like a script. Mm. No, and so exactly, I think that's where yeah. the improv really works and is I, when it's like fill this. I don't know. I think in terms of like the men that they have dotted throughout, like I think they're trying to do with each different character like a a demonstration of like some kind of like idiocy or or slight toxicity. And I think those are kind of like doled out in like quite a fun kind of way in terms of like yeah, like Charles Dance being like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's definitely like to... a sense of like the male establishment yeah. Um, yeah, ones yeah. that are very much against them, yeah. and so it's there is a meta narrative that you oh. know the writers of this film were leaning into, knowing that there would be inevitable backlash. The so meta jokes really came before yeah. the film, you know. Like yeah, the, exactly. The mm. People, but you know, rubbish the film. Yeah, exactly. The principle. moment that it was announced, yeah. they're like, okay, cool, we're going to put that into our script because like that's specifically part of it. In the script, they're addressing some of that. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, don't listen to what people write online. And, like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like they yeah. sort of saw it coming and had time to react. Definitely. Yeah. Because, out. I mean, like, I, I don't think it's, you know, you don't need a, f- a crystal ball to, to mm. fortune tell that True. dudes online are going to be pissed off about yeah. women doing a man thing. And, but also, look at their villain. <laughs> look who yeah, that exactly. is. Like, yeah. They have, like, Incel Jones <laughs> yeah, being yeah, the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is he related to Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly. Like, yeah. um, I was going to say about the madness, and I know this is not the madness that you're talking about, mm. but some of the small meta jokes are so dumb. Like in the end, when Kristen Wiig falls into like the hole and like they come out, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy come out with like gray hair and then like she dyes her hair orange and she says, oh, I thought like it said Garfield on the packet is like a callback to Bill Murray <laughs> accepting Garfield because he thought it was a Coen Brothers movie because it was directed by a guy called Joel Coen. Which wow. I, yeah. So I, dumb. I, I really With an H. Yeah. Deeply buried <laughs> but also my favorite is like the one in the beginning when like Zach Woods and Ed Begley Jr. show up mm. and, and um, <laughs> Zach Woods says that like the, Ed Begley's character who goes to Kristen Wiig and informs her about the mansion that's haunted um, she says that like he's died for fifteen years, and Kristen Wiig's like, "Who's this?" <gasps> ghost. And then it's like, <laughs> "That's that's Ed," and he's like, "No, that's Ed Junior because like, his dad is also." <laughs> they're like, it's the actor. So dumb! Too. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's just like a little sprinkle of those things. I also think all of the the ghosts and all of the effects and like yeah the general design of this film like rules like a lot of the production design of the like all of the gadgetry is really really yeah. fun. I, think I, I am cool. mixed on the visual effects. On the, yeah, on the like when it gets into the computer effects, I don't know. I feel like some of it's very just uh, to like, me like it was fine, but like a bit of it like reminded me of like Scooby Doo. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> do, oh yeah. Do you remember that? I feel like they're uh, you know they are constrained by it is still in the same world as <laughs> yeah. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, it's just like, no, it's the wraiths that got me. It was just like the Slimer and all the other ones are fine, but just the wraiths just lo- some somehow look fine, but also cheap looking at the same time. Mm. I guess like yeah, you get the CGI fist at the end, but like the individual ghosts that you meet along the mm. way, yeah, I, I thought think, they were quite yeah, fun. I think the weaponry is really really cool. Mm. Like, the weaponry is mm. cool. It's very, yeah, um, yeah, like each of the different like I, I like that they have a whole lot of different equally silly and equally fantastical scientific gadgets yeah. to kill all these things and with. all the all the language around those gadgets yeah just which is just like yeah. and i think that's another thing it's kate is very good at convincing us that she knows what she's saying oh yeah when they're like absolute garbled, garbled on, nonsense. honestly like most of like <laughs> kate's science lines are just mad libs of like physics terms yeah. and she sells them so well that you're like okay kate <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Is there anything else that anyone wants to talk about? In terms of the positives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ellie, um, what rocked your world? Um, I mean, the, the fight scene is definitely the top thing for me. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. Um, and I just think everyone's hair and makeup looked awesome. That's oh, yeah. For um, some reason, when, when Melissa McCarthy got possessed by the demon and she came out, I was like, ooh, you look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, because this is previously in a cut a cut scene. She's covered in slime yeah. in yeah. between. Yeah. It's like a kind of like a um, running theme with these Paul Feig movies where there's, there's like one gross thing happens to Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Just like the shitting in the sink and like the heat. Like I think... Her and Sandra Bullock like beat someone up, and the blood from the nose just runs like so, like like something like fluid comes out of 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 whatever person. That's, that's, an, that's an intentional orifice. choice, though, right? Yeah, but like, like I think it's just kind of that women like do have liquids within them. And they're not these <laughs> no. perfect creatures. And... Yeah, but I think it's just like something that's like capitalizing on like the the gold mine that was like bridesmaids and how right. surprising mm. that was and they were like oh that works so, like, let's just let's just replicate it but in <laughs> slightly weirder terms like yeah. maybe less gross maybe more gross but like you know that's kind of mm. I enjoy Paul Feig in general he gives women comedy vehicles and like you know he did things like a simple favor which is which like is so great yeah I have not seen I heard good things yeah I feel like I don't I haven't seen most of these films no, that's fine. Yeah, I think simple, I don't know. But I think I didn't love it. All up, Ghostbusters is like a really well, not all up. We're going to get into like some of the <laughs> negatives, but it's a really breezy film to like yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. I think just... it op- the other thing I really enjoy is the opening of it. The first scene is really fun, like the whole oh, yeah. introduction, and then like bam. Yeah, it gets into it pretty quickly. Like this guy that's definitely dead. Yeah, it's just totally fine. But who cares? You know, they should all be dead. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that what I go back to as well, I think, is something we touched on earlier. Is just like seeing these four women who are like, you know, in different stages of their comedy career, like coming together. Like I kind of wasn't even thinking about it because you all kind of think of them in like maybe an SNL adjacent context, but like. I haven't seen Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon interact that much. And just, like, seeing them together and how physical their comedy is together, like, Mm. they both use, like, dance as, like, part of their comedy and seeing them dance together in the movie. There is definitely more dancing in the extended cut. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Women doing physical comedy. Yeah. It's a newish thing. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. um, Yeah. I think, yeah, to be allowed to do that as well. Yeah. yeah. And just just seeing them together and, and... seeing their comedy meld and, like, yeah, seeing them in that context. It's just, like, you don't get that very often. Yeah. You don't get a lot of women comedy team-ups You can see them very often. It. And also the plot is not, like, okay, Bridesmaids is really cool, but, like, yeah. what, what, why choose a wedding <laughs> as the woman film, you know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, Ocean's 8. Why make it a jewellery heist, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why, like yeah. let's make it about woman-y things. Like, <laughs> Please, none of us care about these things. Like, I <laughs> <Yeah>. promise. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think with Bridesmaids, though, I think it's inherent to the plot. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, but, like... But yes, I know what you mean. One of the scripts that are getting accepted have loads of women in the cast, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this was an exception, and I was like, cool, it's just about science and ghosts and Mm. nonsense, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it's not like this time, the ghosts are haunting an all-girls school. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know, I think there's something interesting about, like, as you were saying, like, you know, it's not just that this is a big blockbuster comedy film that has an 
like lead female cast, but mm. also that it is as a remake. I think there's something mm. very like there's something more subversive about taking things which are films which are classics but are made with like an inherently male perspective mm. um, and like franchises which are like you know inherently come from that particular perspective and then repurposing them to be vehicles for female comedy I think mm. as opposed to just being like you know we can never touch them again it feels like coming from like a theatre perspective yeah. it's the same sort of thing as being like oh we are going to do you know like we are go- like you know we're going to do Sarah Bernhardt Hamlet <laughs> like, mm. you know it's like the it's the thing of taking something which is an existing classic in a male genre and yeah. being like oh I can do this yeah. Um, rather than being like only contemporary things that are written past this point because yeah. only men could do it before that point. But they took all the things and we yeah. have to <laughs> borrow them to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's I mean, like, we did the same sorry, for Ocean's 8, but that yeah. was, was yeah, not as great results. Mm. Not as good. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so should we talk about some stuff that didn't work so well in this film? Yeah, totally. Our bananas. <laughs> I'm still using this metaphor because I still think that the cup bottles and bottles are the best parts of the next th- bag of holidays. I think the... Um, that that core relationship between um, Kristen and um, uh, Melissa McCarthy's character, I I do think we need like a little bit more. Like if that's the spine of it, I don't know if it's totally like paid off. Um, yeah, they like save each other like through a portal, but I don't know if there's like a final kind of reunion. I'm not like if if everything else is silly, then I need one thing to grab onto, and the thing that I grab onto is Kate McKinnon being awesome with. Mm. Um, and like slaying some people. Yeah, but. it's not. Yeah, there's this. I mean, we all sort of pointed out like there's this major sort of fuck up that Kristen Wiig does, where she yeah. like opens oh, up yeah. the ghost and sets the ghost free to yeah. so, prove to the skeptic that yeah. the ghosts are real, and then in doing so, she both kills the skeptic and the ghost is freed, and yeah. they lose their one. So ghost she she it. basically like jeopardizes their whole thesis, yeah. and also. Jeopardizes the whole city and a guy that died. Yeah, um, and pretty heavy that he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's and, the implication. And, 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 and the guy is, is, is like Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Yes. they treat it as a meta, like oh, yeah. it's not yeah. Ghostbusters material. But it's um, yeah, it's a whole thing where they like, don't. They should really follow up on that, and it could be a, a cause for a rift. Uh, exactly, future. that is yeah. like that's major. Yeah. like I would get out. Yeah, it's so, this thing of like you like and I you fucked up. I particularly I think you could link it back to their characters where it's like, oh, I can't believe you would like care more about your own reputation. Like, than exactly. About yeah. Science. Well, like this one of the central we, like yeah. things, like a, a new revolution for Ghostbusters at the time was like around it being like they're like janitors. It's not like a high class like we're killing ghosts and it's like totally cool. It's like yeah, they go up and they like clean up. They look like mm. they just have like working yeah. class outfits Absolutely. and they really they were playing with class in this as well with Kristen and her reputation and like wanting to be well regarded and like wanting to impress Bill Murray's uh, character because he's got like a hat and a suit and stuff um, mm. and that could have been like a like a one further kind of push of that like working class versus yeah, the team. but also the just the, yeah. Like the just yeah making some yeah. sort of what are your values maybe, maybe Kristen would learn something by getting to know Leslie Jones's character yeah. who's like you know, yeah. MTA yeah. and I think and she like, needs more development yeah. yeah but yeah. just, just like, not lot. treated the best yeah. 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 yeah but just yeah as you, the tension between those characters isn't explored enough and yeah. that would make it more satisfying when they do like reconnect really hard at the end because the one big emotional moment we get is laughable it's like it's it's Kristen Wiig um, recalling her 
ghost story yeah. and how she was bullied for being called ghost girl yeah. and you and have this like, like down music, music. <laughs> like, and, I was like, and you know what that's camp it's really funny it's so stupid <laughs> it's, it's not intended to be funny yeah exactly because they were um, like meaning it for like some kind of pathos but like you had it there you just didn't use it mm. like yeah. and she gets extra beats in the extended version which they cut because it wasn't really contributing of like she gets called ghost girl again and she Punches Chris Gethard's oh, character, right. yeah, um, and then th- they were like, "Oh, we don't need this in the editing because it's like no, because it's all just about her." Or it's like yeah. Yeah. there needs to be a, a relationship. That I feel like, yeah. in terms of like generally the script, I am not like that much of a fan of the script. <laughs> I have to say, I feel mm, like no. this is a lot of actors that were given characters that they then riffed on. Yeah, but I think the script has huge like yeah. Like issues, and I think it's not necessarily like plot problems in terms of silliness, but just things that weren't capitalized on, or mm. you know, ideas that get put set up but then don't really get followed through with. Like we're just talking about, it feels like they set that up in there to be a tension maker so that yeah. they could split the group. Um, yeah. But then they realized like, oh, actually, we need to have all of them together so that we can do this fight scene. And they were kind of they, they kind of just stretched. And I think they- the reason that the fight scenes and the action sequences are the things that kind of work pretty well mm. it's because they kind of just knew they had to have each of these yeah, set just, pieces but also and they're they tight. kind of vaguely yeah. linked them together yeah like there's, there's yeah. Moment, like their, their connection as a group makes no sense like there's a moment like within seconds of Leslie Jones joining them and kind of being like yeah I'm gonna be part of the club she's like oh that's such a typical Holtzman thing to do you know yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's so like, weird also in like the scene afterwards she's like oh why did I join this group yeah, and, and you're and like the you volunteered you were the one to <laughs> me in. you showed up here um, another thing that uh, with regards to Leslie Jones's character is like they didn't really utilize her knowing the ins and outs of New York yeah. Yeah. to its full Once potential, it especially at the end where I'm like, she could be like the the X factor yeah. that they needed. Yeah. It feels very much like this is an element that they added to this character because they yeah. knew she was underwritten and they were like, oh, we don't want to be falling into stereotypes of having like the one black member of the cast is the one who's not a scientist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, they also Which like they received criticism for anyway because like, place. yeah, you could have just... <laughs> Come on, yeah. Like, yeah, you could have made her one of the scientists. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's also, you know, like it feels like they had this idea but then they didn't really work out how they could integrate that into the yeah. script so yeah. it just comes up with her having facts that yeah, she and says it's, sometimes it's never represented like visually or anything like that or in like and it's a never cool crucial way. and integral yeah. to the actual I, plot I do it. like that she though that they, they, they never put her down because she's not a scientist that's you know true. like that's yeah. that's a very easy point of tension and humour mm. and I'm glad they never like dipped their toe into that like they kind of just accepted her and was like you know valued her contribution but I do feel like her just showing up and being like hey I want to be in the Ghostbusters I feel like that kind of devalues a little bit like right whereas like what you want is for her to be so essential during that subway ghost exactly that they're like we need a person like you you. yeah we need you yeah 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 Yeah. um and so then yeah she she's convinced and then that also makes sense for why she'd be walking around being like why did I join this I had a great job before it's like just so look look at all the things we've just came up to um, fix, fix the movie. Fix the movie writers. Uh, <laughs> fix the movie. Um, our, uh, yeah, our contact details are yeah, available at the end of the podcast. Maybe it would have got a sequel. I don't mind the incel villain either. I oh, think yeah, can we talk about him? I like fun. the idea of this guy. Yeah, I think those four characters, <laughs> like as Ghostbusters and the idea of like a toxic dude. Yeah. Yeah, as the counterpoints works. The way that they have written him to demonstrate who this guy is feels quite clunky. Yeah. In that it's literally he'll just start monologuing 
Yeah, yeah. To no one. Yeah, <laughs> just around. I kind of, like, enjoyed it in, like, just, like, a huge kind of, like... <laughs> improbable kind of thing it's just like a cartoon villain is it's what he is which I enjoyed which I think is like appropriate for this type of but film but I also felt like I don't know there could be more that we that there was to play with with that character rather yeah. than just like I will talk about how I am evil mm. <laughs> but also I like the, the fake kind of like you know bullying that he gets which I'm like <laughs> okay whatever yeah I feel like they could have played more into like that he's, you know, being bullied, yeah. you know, in quotation marks, because he's weird and alienating to everybody. And, like, yeah. yeah. Again, Which I think is the implication of it, but it's like they don't really kind of show him. They don't depict it. It's just like, oh, that guy's a weirdo. His, name is, kind of talk to him. his name is Neil Casey. It's and the I've actor? not I've seen him in anything. No. In terms of the styling. Just like this guy, we're, weird we're face. We're as well. The great job with the bizarre sideburns that yeah. this guy has. Yeah. Pointy They're like weird triangles. Yeah. Yeah. Isosceles going into his, put into his mouth. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that I, I, I think that in Sully, yeah, yeah. You know, bad guy is good and his dis- disproportionate response, you know, is so that reflects so much of, like, of actual life, right? Yeah. Like when mm. a man is rejected, he's like, like now I, yeah, I will kill like, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, that's literally what he's doing. But like the, the, the moment where like he's defeated and it's like they shoot lasers into the crotch of the ghost <laughs> that he is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. Because they're oh. like, let's hit him where it hurts. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's, like, and his, he's like, not corporeal. Like, <laughs> he's, he's a ghost. <laughs> he's yeah. literally like a big sack. He looks like Oogie Boogie from the... Yeah. yeah. So he's the, he's the Ghostbusters logo turned. It, and yeah. why can he transform into... Anything Again, else. rules of ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe Slimer just that he just, that's how he feels comfortable. Or maybe maybe these <laughs> ghosts are really all likes real like, like animals and people. And like, so some you of see them some ghost rats, and then but as ghosts they can choose to take on the form that they want. Like I mean, that would ghost. explain why we have giant ghost balloons. Yeah. yeah. But like, also like I why would you? But why would you turn into something so killable? Yeah. Like she yeah. kills it with yeah. a wasabi knife. I guess like they've taken the logic. Like in the the first one, there were there are slime and stuff but the reason why you have like the stay puff um mellow stay puff mellow puff man whatever he's called the pillsbury Doughboy. there you go um <laughs> is because dan Aykroyd's stay puff mellow puff man marshmallow yeah marshmallow man, man. Marshmallow um man. as they're all trying to like not uh for whatever reason there's a monster called zool and it's like uh, uh gonna create a monster but if the the Four Ghostbusters don't think of anything, then it'll be fine. It won't mm. like apparate. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's character like can't help thinking of um, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. So like you get that kind of Callbacks, tradition of like yeah. yeah, like oh they're like things can turn into different things, but I feel like it just gets increasingly like yeah, like it's the, very, the rules don't apply it's just very more. Rule and more. of cool. It's yeah. just like we wanted them to fight a giant Abraham yeah. Lincoln yeah. skeleton, yeah, yeah. and so he's gonna we're gonna fight that now. Yeah, and I was like. Trying to look at them being like, oh, is this around like the traumas of America and like <laughs> no, 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 past no, sins? No, no. I was like no, looking no, out. No, no, no. And I was like, nah, how very not really. year twelve English of you, exactly. Like yeah. the Abraham been Lincoln ghost. MBA too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but one of the thing that they they kind of do with like say like the uh, zapping of the crutch is like I think there's just like a, an extra like um, emphasis on. Like one to like emphasize gags a little bit of like um, oh oh yes did you say that yes I did say that oh yes you did say that mm. and then like and then also to like highlight um, 
uh, like male toxicity or whatever as well. Like they just feel the need to like push the button a little bit too hard. It's a little bit over explaining sometimes. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. quite, yeah. They're mm. sort of uh, slightly treating the audience a little bit dumb. Yeah, there's a bit where Edwards like tricks people in the first scene with like a candlestick falling over, and he's packing up oh, after his day, and he picks it up and he looks at it. Did you and say Edward? Like, you mean Zach Wood? Yeah, Edward. <laughs> yeah, he's come back from the grave, <laughs> and he's uh, Zach Wood rather, uh, and he like looks at the candlestick with fondness, and you're like, oh, it's a trick, and then he's like shows the trick. And then it's like, yeah. and we're like, yeah, Ellie was like, yeah, cool, we get it. Skilled the Lily a bit, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's that throughout, and I think that's a writing yeah. problem. It's just yeah. very much like just we can't trust you confidence to Confidence in it. the audience. And editing a little, you know, yes. they can cut where they, where they want, but mm. yeah. And it seems like, I mean, yeah, the fact that they have this extended cut, perhaps... I don't know if Paul Fig edits his own films if he's got an editor, but whoever edits the film, like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually you call it the director's (laughs) cut. Extended usually implies we have this extra footage, like Mm. you get to see more of the cast and stuff, but we don't actually approve of this version. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All that diction of, like, what thing you call So, in terms of things to cut as well, my big thing with this film that I remember thinking when I came out of it, I was like, okay, I mostly enjoyed that. But perhaps this is coming from the perspective of a person that has not seen and only knows the original Ghostbusters stuff through, like, just common, you know, cultural Osmosis. Osmosis. Um, There's just every cameo, like, every (laughs) single thing that they could possibly do a little callback to or a little cameo about or a little, like, in-joke, it is in there. And it's just so many, (laughs) way too many, I want to... Three. I enjoyed uh, it. Every time it happens, it's like the first couple of times I'm like, okay, like, haha, cool, 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 like, like, like Ghostbusters, the other one, I get it. And then, like, you get to a certain point and it's everyone's been in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I the enjoyed logo, it. Got the music oh, not oh. the look. I enjoyed the, the people cameos because I was like, you know, you normally just get maybe one one star of, of the original, but it feels like all of them gave their blessing to this. To yeah, this but who fucking cares? Care. Like, honestly, like, it's their turn. Like, it's just, like, it, just it has feels to be like so it's reverential it's, it's to them. It's so much time. And I mean, thing. to me, I don't care. It's like, it's just there. Like, it doesn't, like, detract from the movie to me. It's just like, oh, it's, just, we get to see Ernie Hudson. It just, it reminds me of, like, a Marvel movie. It just them another stone in the pocket of the film. It's just down. To me, I'm just like, they're small enough, like, except for Bill Murray's one, which I'm like, whatever. But, like, they're just small enough that they don't really, like, matter to the plot to me. So I was like, neither here nor there about them. Again, that's why I'm like, if they only happened, like, a couple of times, it'd be fine. But it just feels like it's just all this extra boring stuff. I do. It feels like, oh, well, like, that's all done for the first one. That's all the baggage of the first one if they got a sequel then they can do more yeah, of their own thing. The thing like if they well, have yeah, to if appease they can the, get the yeah, <laughs> and they didn't and I think perhaps but if they appease is, the studios enough for the first one then let's jam more I think perhaps part. you could look at it from the same perspective that we're just talking about about over explaining jokes as well maybe if they just kind of touched on them a little bit more like subtly then I wouldn't have minded so much but I think it's because they over explain oh, every cameo and, I like, definitely every hate the one where like um Dan Aykroyd comes up oh. and he ends with a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid no ghost. So You're dumb. Like... But I just enjoy like seeing like Annie Potts appear and like Sigourney Weaver appear and yeah. stuff like it's like so harmless to the me. The most I'm tasteful like... one is the as the, the bust of um yeah. of Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, cool, that's nice. But like 
yeah, seeing people like trot it out and being like, I actually don't like ghosts. <laughs> I'm anti-ghosts. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, those like, two cameos were and like I think part of that problem is like... And oh, guys, obviously, our favourite cameo... Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's not a cameo. It's Ghostbusters. Right. It's just a cameo. Yeah. For I some reason. I think they must have thought this scene has to be a middle concert for the, for it to work in terms of the audience accepting that. It yeah, makes yeah. sense. Scary ghosts, yeah. You know, like, but like, Ozzy Osbourne is like, yeah, this maybe 10, 15 years ago. He <laughs> yeah. Relevant, yeah. You know, because he yeah. was like past it then, but re-relevant because of like a, he had a reality, a reality Yeah, show. the Osbournes, yeah. yeah. But no, not in 2016, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just don't think the people who made this film quite knew who it was for mm. because they're mm. definitely like alienating a, a lot of their obviously like they alienate a lot of their big base yeah. by mm. making it casting women like still think they should have done that but like it shouldn't have been a big deal but then making it really like you know in Sally and like all mm. that kind of stuff and like anti patriarchal establishment with the mayor trying to squash them down and the you know. Mm. Um, but th- so who is it for? So you know? I think, yeah, that means that if you're wanting to go after that new audience, you don't have to spend so much time paying lip exactly. service to the previous yeah, base. Yeah, so they, they, yeah. they go so heavy on that. So I think they're kind of just it's sort of hamstring itself by trying to do two things. Yeah, mm. it's trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. It's like if you're trying to do a new thing and you're trying to subvert the old film, then just subvert the old film. Yeah, like, yeah. and like movies take like a village to get made, so I'm sure they there were people with that intention, yeah. but it's like, nah, gotta get Bill in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need more Bill. He needs a second and, and one. And they called everyone. Cameo. They were like, everyone can do it. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, so we, shit, we didn't realise we'd get everybody to be in it. And give them enough so that it's worth paying them a million dollars to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's just, if, if they were all slightly subtler, <laughs> then maybe yeah. I wouldn't have minded so much. But I yeah. think that's the yeah. same with, yeah, all the jokes. There were so many bits where the joke mm. was funny and then they just, just over-explained it, and then the joke wasn't funny anymore. Mm. And that's just like, no. But, like, Bill Murray's <laughs> character, he was almost too... Like, he had two bits, right? So he was on yeah. TV saying, I, yeah. think, I don't like ghosts, and then he comes in and... Uh, it was too much. Well, yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, yeah. like... It wasn't really just, a just cameo. Him on TV yeah. denouncing mm. ghosts, absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then well, they he, made him a key part of yeah. the plot. Yeah, but making him a, a sort of minor supporting character yeah. as opposed yeah. to just a cameo, I think, is... Yeah. yeah, he's got the extended wrong. cameo. It's mm. like him in Zombieland. Spoilers, he appears in I Zombieland. It's actually a pretty good cameo in Zombieland. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's a great cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. yeah, like here it was just, yeah, this is this felt, felt like a character. I mean, given all of our previous discussion about how Kristen Wiig accidentally killed this guy and they probably should have <laughs> oh made God. more about it. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> like, my God, I'm we, so pissed. Yeah, like, we probably... Um, could have had a person like no, not that he's not a person but we could have had an actor that you hired to play that role play that role rather than a cameo yeah yeah, well. um, yeah. I think uh, yeah we're slightly like having seen the extended version it's kind of muddying like I definitely think it's not as good as the theatrical cut yeah and it just kind of makes you go oh okay yeah, yeah. How how long yeah. do we have? You feel that here? extra gives you more time yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Sort, of, sort of poke holes in it. Yeah. Um, but the other Bad big year. thing for me that I think they really failed on is like having a more diverse cast. Like, there's a lot of for sure, especially mm. in just crowd scenes. It's like yeah, there's like one black guy in each shot of like, yeah. a, be like twenty oh, people, and it's like, like black police. Oh, <laughs> you're doing the thing that they did in like the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's New York. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, they just. It's so simple to fix Like, the only thing I see where that's, like, slightly acceptable, but not really, 
is the rock concert, which I'm like, okay, fear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, comment, all right, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. They've given some more people jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like to but, just dress as a goth, ironic. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, ex- yeah, yeah, it's New York. It's like, like uh, come on. But again, it's like the film film developed and made in the middle. I of also the wish you know they had a scene in the the, the Chinese restaurant. That would have been a fun you set don't piece. Yeah. You don't ever see the place. Yes, there, there is a lack of Asians. The delivery yeah. man for a Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> Benny. Yeah. He's pretty good though. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he did his part well. Um, um, yeah, I think there are and like Benny is funny. Like there's gags throughout that are like really funny. I don't. Mm. Um, I feel like most of the yeah. humor ha- did happen in the improvs, even mm. though sometimes they should have edited out some of the elements yeah. of the improv. But I feel like they, Just, if they, yeah. it's good that they did do the improvs because mm. I think that's really where most of the good jokes that work happen. Mm. Um, it's just yeah, just cut around the unfunny bits. Yes, yeah. so just, just and you're done. Rather yeah. than keep going. Yeah. Or should we jump to our bag or biff? Bag or biff. Even though we've been saying a lot about this film. Uh, negative wise like that's always the thing with this it's like you go bottles and then bananas and you feel kind of weighed down by the bananas it is like a really like fun film like it is i love this cast and i love i love that moment of like zapping through the the ghosts and i just love like the general premise of ghostbusters whoever tells it mm. except for maybe this upcoming Ooh, crazy we looking did, we ghostbusters did not thing. mention oh, the I upcoming ghostbusters oh, yeah well like i uh the, you should see the trailer of it because it is I wild. Oh, the there's a trailer out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, is it relate? Like, have they just shunned this version? They shun it completely. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So it's like trying to be like Spielbergy, like J.J. Abramsy, like whispery, like. Okay, we're gonna the, watch that. And after it's like this. <laughs> this next group of kids, and it's got the kid from Stranger Things. Oh, um, oh they're kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah, so it's just like completely okay. blanking all of this, right. which is so they, frustrating. You're saying they are still all dudes in this version. I think so. They might <laughs> yeah, why can't we have, have a mixed group? A mixed, mixed <laughs> gendered <laughs> I mixed group of, well. of yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. No. I don't know that for certain. There might be like one girl, but like, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> no, the rule of Ghostbusters is. <laughs> ghosts, <laughs> ghosts hate mixing of the yeah. genders. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, but like. I love that premise whenever it comes up. Like, it's like, yeah. it's it's ghosts. It's going to be fun. They bust ghosts. They get rid of it. Um, and I think, yeah, uh, there is so much fun about this film that you can grip to. I do think we did ourselves a disservice by watching the extended edition. That's my bad. <laughs> James um, downloaded it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I... I just wish oh, James they got purchased it legally. Purchased it legally from the legal store. <laughs> yes. I just <laughs> wish they got an opportunity to like do a round two because like the um, the groundwork of it is like yeah, still really solid. And I just wish like we got to give people an opportunity to like swing big, and uh, for the most part it hits. And there would have been a great round two, which they just yeah deprived everyone of because. Um, I think, yeah, studios are increasingly getting cowed and, like, worried by the fan base. We are mm. now going to have, like, a Zack Snyder um, cut, the Snyder cut. It's because like, isn't that, like, $70 million budget? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it? it doesn't really exist. Because, like, like he, the, sure, he, like, has, like, footage, but they're going to shoot extra stuff in order to do it, all based from this, like, yeah, like... Yeah. Just toxic another, fans being another like, revenue Thomas stream. Cut off? Justice League. Justice League. Because... Zack Snyder had a family bereavement midway through and Joss Whedon 
came and filled in. Uh, I see. Um, I see. Yeah. And, I won't watch it. I didn't watch the other one. Yeah. And just how cool <laughs> would it have been of like Ghostbusters 2? We're yeah. doing it again. We're charging forward. We have confidence in this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the problem with anything big budget is that, yeah. It's, it's so dependent on. So dependent on the financial return. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is a bag for me. Um, I highly recommend it. I think this is the best thing Kate McKinnon's like been in on film. Mm. And I really, really want her to have more roles and like be give her a give the chance to like yeah. yeah be the main lead not give just me in an ensemble give me a um, Kate McKinnon romantic comedy yes with um, Sarah Paulson yeah I don't know I was thinking of a, a lesbian actress I can't <laughs> Think of what? And like, I I don't know. Be I mean, a good lady. Yeah. Be yeah. Do and Kristen like, Stewart. Do Janelle Monae. Oh yes, I like oh, that. Janelle I like Monet that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of these uh, yeah. stars, like, I yeah. really love. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen enough Leslie Jones stuff. Yeah. Because, oh, I, like, yeah. 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 She'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was. Leslie Jones is just a huge presence. Like, she does a lot. Larger than life. Yeah. Like underwritten role in this, I think, and it's very much up to an actor to kind of fill out the sketch that they've given. Lizzie totally. Jones, Sister Act 3, perhaps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still think Cardi B is right for that role because <laughs> it's too funny. Like, honestly, but, yeah. I'd be keen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, this movie's real dumb, but I <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just, like, seeing this these women do their thing and be funny and, like, kind of... Yeah, um... There's something really, yeah, quietly revolutionary about seeing it, even though it's not the best film. Um, But I I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it then, and I enjoy it now. And I think, you know, these women should be getting more work. And, you know, it's good to see Melissa McCarthy venture out and do some other stuff. Kristen Wiig has also been doing all of that. But, yeah, give give the other two women Mm. more things to do. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah... And I think they were setting up for a sequel, trying to dare the studio to kind of like green light mm. a sequel as much as which is most of the time kind of annoying to me, but actually I was like didn't mind it that much. I don't feel like it here. speaks too much like of the yeah, plot time trying to drive a sequel. Yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like it's just like, hey, and yeah. origin story done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is okay. Um but I would like to see that sequel, so it's a it's a bag for me. Also, just calling back to my earlier um popcorner. Um, name explain I learned that the Ghostbusters were like trademark because like they were um, it was a uh, a a show in the 70s so they had like backup names that they all filmed like (laughs) Ghost Blasters Ghost Stoppers and they have promos of like the cast saying we're the Ghost Stoppers Really funny. Thank um, God that Ghostbusters. I know, yeah. Let them have the I name. think Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters. I can see it's fine. It's no Ghostbusters though. Ghostbusters feels <laughs> sounds like the Transmorphers. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. That does yeah. not sound like yeah. a real thing. Yeah, but but yeah, it's a big, a big, <laughs> a big for me. <laughs> it's a bag for me. Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, look, I don't care about Ghostbusters. <laughs> As a thing. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't part of my She don't childhood. care about no ghosts. <laughs> I don't care if your childhood was ruined by this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I it meant so much to me when I saw it when it came out. Like I, like again, I saw it three times and I dragged people like Cass <laughs> to come see it. I was like, because you have to see this moment. It makes you feel <laughs> this something. moment specifically. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that was me realizing I was gay and then I forgot. And then like, <laughs> maybe that's actually what it was. Yeah. Um, no, it was it, like. It's not a good movie, which is partly why I pitched it for. It's a yeah. very much a mixed it's, bag. It's not my kind of movie. I don't. Man, there's so much with this kind of comedy, like the the scatological humor, all that yeah. stuff. I just I don't care for it. Um, but it's a big old bag because yeah, it's it's so cool. The women are like awesome. They just, they just don't get opportunities like this. And like, I, I want to support it as much as possible. Like I watched Doctor Who, you know, because oh, right. <laughs> like, just for that reason, you know, like, I'm like, yes, you have to watch the things you want to, um, yeah. to succeed. And yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a similar page with everybody else. Like, I feel like this is a 60 out of 100 bag Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same. Like, it's not like a resounding look, bag, right? I want to get, like, time travel back to the writer's room and be like, got some notes. For yeah, a lot of notes. A lot of notes. Easily yeah. fixable notes. <laughs> Easily fixable notes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, sure, maybe it's, maybe I had to try, try and time travel to the editing room and also help out there. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, I think the premise, the concept of this is where it really shines. Like, yeah. Just the casting of these people in this role, in these roles, in this film, uh, subverting this existing franchise. Mm. I think that's what's really exciting. And then I think, like, I think all the actors do a really good job with what they're given. Is yeah. The thing. Like, they improv to increase the comedy where there maybe wasn't that much. We need more funny women together in film, I and think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's just, there are some very deliberate choices. And, you know, I think one thing I can say for the writers is that there are some really deliberate choices in what they decided not to do. Like, the fact that we don't have anybody fighting over a man. Mm. You know, they could very easily have this thing where they have the same cast, but, you know, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig's characters are fighting over Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Like, yeah. that could be, you know, a, there's a bad version like that there yeah. are like you know choices where um yeah we decide to like i don't know <laughs> there's a whole lot of various different like uh you know the 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 ghosts are now haunting like a womanly thing and that's why we're in a woman's situation yeah, yeah. Mm. but i i do really like that they don't feel they need to have to explain why they're women <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like, there are so many things where it's like we just have like, to explain why we have women or gays or people of color in yeah. a role, and yeah. it's that's it's just taken for granted, which is great. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that they didn't make some bad choices. I do think there are some other like just generally like technical script writing things on those levels. I think that's where it yeah. needs help. But if this was just any old funny film yeah. and it wasn't like the woman film that we were trying to champion, we wouldn't care, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, exactly. It's just a yeah. meh film, and like that's okay. Yeah, um, and I think yeah. I think. It does fall on the right side eventually yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the ba- ba- bag and biff scale. So it's a 60 out of 100 bag yeah. for me. You know what just came back to me? <laughs> Why did Columbia not know that she wrote a book? Like, that's easily I Google. <laughs> like, come on. Well, they, it wasn't online. And she only put it online then. Yeah. Mm. There are also, there are a couple of lines where they, like, clearly put that line in the script just to, to explain an obvious, like, dumb plot hole. Like, yeah, you yeah. know how we're all, like, how do they get into those, those um, clothes when they change? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a bit where she shows up with all the clothes in the round and she's like, we'll just get changed in the car. No, yeah. I remember that as and well. I'm like, that's so car. stupid. No, I, <laughs> I remember a similar thing where, like, you know, like Kristen Wiig was acting all crazy, ambushing the mayor in his, like, dinner. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, why are the bodyguards not, like, taking <laughs> yeah. off? And when they do, the mayor's like, took you a long time. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and it feels like that was the last, like, somebody gave that note and the writers were like, so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like fix 
weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know. Anyway, so maybe that's how our notes would have been received. Anyway. <laughs> I just remembered, in terms of the Ghostbusters theme song, I have a connection with it way, way back, as I did a speech using uh, the Ghostbusters theme oh, song as an Oh, intro. my God. The Ghostbusters theme no, song, Always Eternal, Ray Parker Jr. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's such an iconic song. And they do a cover of it in this one that I think is, you know. Yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. It still gives you that, like, Yeah. Uh, so iconic. So what it was is it was I was leaving primary school and I was trying to do a speech. They asked me to do a speech to like sum up primary school. So I, I made up. <laughs> so I was like, when you're turning five and you're a little bit scared. And the snapping. Who are you going to call? Not a normal. Which was my primary school. And then there were other verses oh, yeah, as well that yeah. I don't remember. But it was just, I always loved doing speeches as a kid and you always had to like hook them right off the bat. I'm like, what's the hookiest song? <laughs> And yeah. Ghostbusters. I'm glad that we know this yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and he was like, <laughs> and Oxford that you know Dictionary um, defines Ghostbusters as... <laughs> can, you say, what, can you go on that channel and find out why a primary school is called normal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. didn't know about that. That's, oh, yeah. um, so normal schools... This is <laughs> side note for everybody listening. <laughs> normal schools are so called because they are like the model type of school and for like testing things for the right, government. So I when they see. want to like... Oh. Test different like educational um, changes and things yeah. like that. That's like they go to the normal schools, which are the ones that have like the right <laughs> wow. amount of the things. And the other I schools see. are other. I know. So it's the, the other school, the abnormals. Yeah. 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 So that's why I think like generally there's like a couple of normal yeah. schools in every like region, yeah. <laughs> so that the government can go in there and test stuff. Right. That's yeah, anyway, bizarre. So funny. Yeah. But anyway, I always thought that was pretty hilarious. That's the right. <laughs> normal schools. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this about wraps it up. Yeah, um, yeah. So we busted we, that ghost. Thanks, uh, that after awesome. we busted ghost, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much, Ellie, for yeah. coming yeah. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go, uh, would you like to pitch some oh, stuff? I yes. feel like yeah, you yes. were gonna. Um, I'm in a choir called Supertonic. We're in Wellington, and we're doing a show um, this coming Saturday the tenth. So if you hear this before then. Um, uh, it's at 2 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., although 7.30 sold out. It's at Elton John Music, down by a choir with a band and soloist, and it's going to be awesome. It'll be great. Nice. If you saw their previous one that was Queen uh, done by, yeah. you know, then, then, then you know that this is a great choir for covering, yeah. uh, like, great artists we just, the 70s. I just spent the weekend so. workshopping our, our purpose as a choir, and we are, we're a choir that wants to create a new audience for choral music. I love that. Oh, That's cool. cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, where can we find you if you want to be found? If <laughs> like me personally yeah. or oh, on the interwebs yeah. yeah I mean yeah. supertonic.org.nz for uh, tickets to the show and our future stuff um, if you want to follow me on Twitter I have no followers so that's <laughs> great I'm, oh my gosh at Josephine Alley <laughs> I don't know my Twitter handle um, yeah. and speaking of uh, yeah p- things to pitch I just want to do a shout out that J- James and my uh, podcast which uh, Ellie also appears in um, Apocalypse Songs has been nominated for several <laughs> audio verses congratulations um, and so those are going to be open for voting soon. Um, so if you search Audioverse Awards and uh, once they open for voting, uh, listeners, a a vote. it's be voting season. It's voting season. As so Chris, vote for your government. As Chris Pratt says, it's <laughs> the most impactful vote of your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so stupid. Chris Pratt, yeah, uh, for contact, ask people to vote on the Teen Choice Awards. People's, people's Choice Awards, Awards for his film onward. And instead of like, oh, but yeah. he has not released any statements about, about. The government. I think it's like clearly <laughs> a joke, but he's a repub. Yeah, we yeah. know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's he's a Chris repub, so that's what he is. Just ignoring that. And anyway, 
the other guy is not good. Mm. Mm. But talking of good things, <laughs> I was like, we can like, find mixed bag to mixed bag. We can find mixed bag pod at mixed bag podcast, mixed bag pod, mixed bag contact on email. Those are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and you can email us at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com if you have any other recommendations. Yeah, or, or come guest of you. Like Ellie. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. a thrilling ride, you guys. Absolutely. And from us to you. Who are you going to call? Mix bag. Mix bag. (laughs) Go and vote. Bye. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mix Bag.